Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, March the 3rd, 2024. It is currently 3.19 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, for the country of Texas, I I don't call it a state, for the country of Texas, yesterday was a very important day because yesterday was Texas Independence Day. A a great day. It should be a great day for people wherever you live. You should be like, hey, kids, today we need to do something special. Why? Well, because it's Texas Independence Day. Yes, but we don't live in Texas. I know, because we weren't some of the chosen. We, we're, we're not allowed to be in such a great country, but we should celebrate for those who are in that great country that Texas declared their independence on March the 2nd, right? That, I mean, shouldn't you? Okay, well, no, nobody really cares. It's also March the 2nd was my birthday. So that, that's good. And that turned out to be a positive thing. That turned out to be a very positive thing. And the reason it turned out to be a very positive thing, you probably know this, but if you're you're not aware, I utilize my iPad for literally everything, right? My my church notes, iPad. When I'm when I'm broadcasting, I'm looking things up on my iPad. I I'm looking up things on the uh, the the Blue Letter Bible app. I'm looking up this, checking this, verifying this. I I I always have my iPad right there. I mean, I listen to all the podcast. Everything is. I I manage a lot of the things I'm doing for the podcast and checking analytics and uploading things and, and creating series. I almost do everything on my iPad. I mean, my iPad literally. It's almost, it was basically used 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's not an exaggeration because when I go to sleep, I'm listening to usually some type of something on my iPads. That means it's being used all night. I wake up, I'm using it. I use it when I'm going to church. I mean, every, it's just the iPad, the iPad, the iPad, the iPad, the iPad. And I've had this iPad now, I don't know for how long. And it's starting, you know, starting to have some, some major issues. It's, I mean, it's, it's starting to kind of get sluggish and, uh, like, okay, how, how do I keep this thing going? Well, it just turned out because yesterday was my birthday that some gift cards came in, some birthday money came in. And so I was able to kind of, you know, p- grab a little money from this and a little money from that. And I'm going to be able to replace my iPad, which will be a very good thing because then that sets me up for years to come and doing whatever I need to do in far, as far as the podcast and church or whatever. So that was good news. Not only was it Texas Independence Day, but it was my birthday. And so I, uh, I, I mean, in fact, it's when I went to church this morning where I was, I got a gift uh, and which really, uh, what, if it wasn't for that gift, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. So it was really today. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, yeah, well, that, that will be, that will ultimately, hopefully in some roundabout way benefit you because yeah. All of my notes are typed up on my iPad. That's where they're, they're typed up. I mean, everything. iPad, iPad. I mean, like, I don't know what I, I would, I don't know what I would do. A lot of times, even if I'm, if I'm using a notebook and I write it out in pencil, then I tra- usually transfer it over to my notes and my iPad because, well, I can't read my own handwriting. Okay. That's, that's why. So that's, that's what's going on there. That's what's going on there. So let's do this. Let's do this. The other day, I don't even remember what day it was. All right, now now we're we're gonna get we're gonna get serious. All right, this is important. 
The other day, I grabbed my iPad and I opened up the Sermons 2.0 app. And I was looking at the webcast that were currently underway. And there were a number of webcasts. And I saw this one. I don't even know what made me click on the one. It's probably just clicked randomly because a lot of times I go from the live uh, webcast because I just like to see how people are broadcasting. What are they broadcasting? Is it a conference? Like, you know, do I need to follow this broadcaster? I'm always just trying to see what's going on so that I can be challenged. I can learn. And just for me, whenever I, whenever I look at the Sermons 2.0 app, I'm always like, how, look, there's, there, it's like, how can you just ignore all of those, all of that material and all that content. I mean, that, that's like, here's all of these resources just handed to you. How do you just ignore it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? You've got to use it for, I mean, I, I almost feel bad, like, because I mean, it's all right there. So you've got to do something with it. So I always try to do something. Now, a lot of times I, I end up, you know, not doing anything with it. And then I end up feeling bad that I, I, I I don't. But the point is, on that particular day, I opened it up and I clicked on a webcast and I don't really know what it was about the webcast. I really don't know what it was. Maybe the pastor, he was just, he was preaching with a lot of passion. He, he was one of those uh, preachers who deliver almost kind of in a, ryth- a rhythmic way. Like, and Jesus went up the mountain. Ugh. And then, and then he, and then he did this and like kind of this, like almost like a rhythm to it, but he was really trying to get everyone into it. You could just see that he was, he was passionate about what he was doing. He was, he was trying to present it. He was, he was walking from one side of the room to the other side of the room. He was making eye, trying to make eye contact with everyone. He was trying to use very personable illustrations. He was doing his best, but because it was a webcast. Because there was a video camera. That video camera was not zoomed in just on the pastor. It was, it was zoomed out enough that you could see the audience. And this is one of the, one of the reasons I do not like a video webcast uh, for sermons. I, and I don't like video webcasts for podcasting. Because to me, then there's too many things that can distract you. Like if I'm using a green screen, you're focusing on the background or, yeah, I, I, or my facial expressions or whatever. Like I, I, I like when you could just have to focus in on the, the teaching, on the words, not on anything else to add to it. Now, some people like the visual, but I think the visual can distract you from the words. That's my own personal feelings. I remember, uh, this, um, back when MTV was the controversial thing, there were there was a number of uh, colleges who did some studies where they basically tried to determine if the visuals and the video literally kept people from like understanding and paying attention to the words. And they, they demonstrate over and over and over the visuals actually distracted from the lyrics of the song, like literally distracted from. And so I've, I always remembered that, that sometimes visuals are actually detrimental. They're not necessarily helpful. I mean, uh, they can, I'm not saying it always works in that case, but I think a lot of times when I turn on a webcast and I'm trying to sit there and listen to, you know, quote unquote, listen to a sermon, I end up watching. I'm watching the pastor. What is he wearing? And I, I know you shouldn't think this way because it's kind of fleshly and, and shallow, but Okay, why is he walking over here? Why is he doing that? And, and what, wait, what is that in the church building? And why do they have that? And wait, why is that person on the fourth 
Ro, why is he yelling, grappling at his kids? And what is she doing? And look at that teenager looking at their phone. And you just, next thing you know, you're getting distracted by everything. So I was just watching the entire kind of, I don't want to call it a spectacle like in a negative way, but I was just watching this whole thing unfold. There's the preacher. He's preaching in a very kind of rhythmic way. All right. Okay. What, what, you know, what you're, you shouldn't try to judge a sermon based on the style that it's delivered. You know, that that's kind of fleshly. It's about the content. It's not the style. Okay. All right. But I'm watching him go from one side of the room to the other side of the room. And then he comes up the platform and he's standing right there. Okay. And I'm watching the audience and I start noticing, I don't think anyone's, uh, at least most of the people are not looking at a Bible. Uh, some of them look like they're trying their best to pay attention. There's some kid who I guess went to the restroom, came back, and, and I'm just watching all of this entire thing. And then I kind of, and, and just this word came to my mind. This word just came to my mind. Foolishness. This is all foolishness. This is foolishness. This is foolishness. This is all foolish. It just seems so, like, it just seems so foolish. I, I, that's the nicest word I could come up with, foolish. Now, I came up with a word because it reminded me of a verse in the Bible, which I'm going to read in a minute. But I was like, uh, this is all foolishness. This is just, that's what this is. This is, I, I just don't know what, how else to describe this. It just seems so, it seems so vain. It seems so like vanity of vanities, meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. It's like this man is preaching. And I don't know if anyone here is even going to remember anything that was said 30 minutes after this sermon. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if you were to ask them right now, they would even know. Nobody seems to be with it. They, They seem to be all gone for whatever reason. Not saying that the people aren't spiritual. Not trying to say the people are ungodly. Not saying the preacher did anything wrong. I think it's just the reality that a lot of times there's a lot going on which can call into question everything that we're doing. Right. I, I think it, I think it can call into question everything that goes on in a church. And I've talked about this so many times. All, everyone gets up, they get dressed, they drive to this building. They go into this building. There's a lot of things that may happen in that building. A lot of it, if we're just being honest, is kind of meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Now, some people would be like, no, it's so very important because standing there for 10 minutes drinking coffee and eating donuts and talking about the weather, that's true Christian fellowship and we're investing in each other's lives or whatever the claim is, right? It's so good to do this. And so, but there's a lot of things that happen, but at what we, at least from the Protestant Reformation vantage point, the high point of everything we do there, the, the pinnacle of worship is when the word of God is opened and it is preached. But study after study after study after study demonstrates that, that you know, any, if you go longer than 15 to 20 minutes, you start losing your audience, unless you take some corrective measure, you've got to get them engaged. You've got to do something. And so you've got to be sitting there. But we go through this entire thing. The money that goes to support the building, the money that Kate pays, the electricity, the money to do that webcast, all of that money and effort and time. And then when it's all said and done, is it just foolishness? Is it just foolishness? Is is that is that what it is? Is it just, is it just, is it just a foolish endeavor? Is it a, is it a exercise in futility? Is it an exercise in meaninglessness? Is it, is it meaninglessness wrapped in a robe of significance? 
Is that what we're doing? And a lot of times I just kind of go, I, I don't know what we're accomplishing. So I watch it. Again, it was nothing against the church in question, nothing against the pastor, nothing against the people. Just my feelings were, well, my first feeling was, see, this is why they shouldn't have video cameras, because I can't tell you what was preached. Everything else was distracting me. Everything else was distracting me. Everything. I think it was about, maybe it was about Jesus and the boat when the storm came. I don't remember because everything else was distracting me. There was so much going on. I was so distracted. And I was like, man. So it just started making me think about what are we actually accomplishing? What are we actually doing? And it made me think of this passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse, uh, we'll go with verse, uh, we'll go with verse 21. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Foolishness. Okay. I keep saying foolishness. Foolishness. If I want to read it correctly, by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, uh, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block unto the Greeks. Foolishness, 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 foolishness. You get the idea. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. You, right? You get the idea. The point is, it talks about how pr- the preaching is foolishness. It, 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 it demonstrates that concept. It demonstrates that idea. And I was thinking, okay, so what do I do with that concept? What do I do with this concept that it's, that, that it, that it's foolishness? What, what do I do with it? What, what, how do I process that there is an aspect of preaching that is foolishness? So I was thinking about it. I was going to turn on the uh, the microphone and I was going to do something about it. But that day, the, the, the day came and went. I didn't get anything accomplished. So then by the end of the day, I felt the whole day had been foolishness. Um, and so I, I I was like, what do I do? I, 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 I worked on a little bit of what makes preaching foolishness. Why? What is foolish? What is foolish about it? How is preaching foolishness? How like... What, what, how do I process this? So I started doing a little work, kind of came up with an outline and I'm like, okay, I I, got to do something with this. I got to do something with it. And then I didn't give it much thought because, well, one day turns into the next day. Then this morning I go to church. I get to church and all of a sudden I realize, oh, no, 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 no. I got problems because I forgot that we had canceled the internet connection for the church to try to save money, to try to save money, to try to balance out our budget to some way. And I'm like, oh man, so much of my preaching and teaching, it kind of depended on everyone having the internet because I'm telling people, grab their phones and look this up and let's look this up and let's look this up. And sometimes I, I'm looking up things on my on the iPad that require me to have internet access. So I'm like, okay, okay, all right, I know what I'll do. Okay, I'm going to kind of change everything. So I kind of did, and I kind of, I had everything kind of ready to go, and I, and I thought I could get the first hour done. And the first hour went pretty good. We did law and gospel. 
which I know pretty well, and I think it did pretty good. We we used Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. We used Luther's catechism. We talked about law and gospel. We talked, uh, and I think we did, I think it was pretty good. I, th- I felt pretty comfortable with that. So I'm like, okay, second hour, second hour, second hour. Okay, what well, oh, I know I'm going to do. All right, we're going we're gonna to work on John chapter 10, verse 10. Okay, I'm good to go. I feel comfortable with it. All right, I think I, think I got most of it memorized. I don't, I don't think I have access to everything that I need, but I think I can do pretty good. Okay, remember, don't ask people to look this up. And so I was trying to, I was trying to do pretty good. And so I got, I got midway through the sermon, maybe about 30 minutes in, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, no, 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 no. My kind of my, for my grand finale here, I need to be able to access this thing on my iPad that's going to require an internet connection. It's got, it's got this paragraph that I need that has the scripture references. And I'm horrible at remembering numbers. I'm, if anyone knows, I, I'm horrible at remembering numbers. I, I'm a horrible at anything that's numbers. Numbers, phone numbers, dates, anything that's number. I can remember f- philosophical concepts. I can remember historical events. I can remember so much. But if there's a number involved, I guarantee you I'm going to mess it up. So I'm sitting there going, and I get ready to get to my dramatic conclusion. Or, you know, you can argue how dramatic it would have been. And then I'm like, oh. I don't have that paragraph. I can't get to, there's like three paragraphs I need. And one of them has, oh, no, no, no. Where, why can't I access it? So I'm sitting there trying to figure it out on the iPad. There's no internet connection. I start trying to have the people look it up. They're doing the best they can on their phones with the horrible, you know, the horrible cell service that we get because we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, it's Ezekiel 36 in my mind. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be, it's got to, and I'm looking, looking, looking. And the, and I'm not going to say the whole thing fell apart. I'm not going to say everything fell apart, but it, it did kind of fall apart. It, it, I mean, I, I, like on one hand, you don't want to exaggerate the disaster that it was. On the other hand, you don't want to minimize, but it did not, it just did not end well. So we're going to try to fix that tonight because now I have all of my notes cut and pasted and, and I'm good to go and I'm, I'm ready to go. But in a roundabout way, I'm getting there and I'm trying to bring this sermon to a dramatic conclusion about John 10, 10, and I don't have what I need. And, and I'm trying to do it from memory, but I don't remember the scripture references. Come to find out it was Ezekiel 34 not Ezekiel 36. I was so very close. But when you're right there trying to preach, do you sit there and try to just start skimming chapters? You know, I'm already, oh, so the whole thing fell apart. And it just made me realize foolishness, foolishness, foolishness. However you say the word, which is foolish that I can't say foolishness, right? Okay. All right. The point is, that's how it works, right? That's how it works. That, that, see, when I read, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but pre, but we, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, um, and unto the Greeks foolishness. Now that's not dealing with, that's not dealing with preaching there. That's foolishness is dealing with, well, Christ crucified as a stumbling block. That appears to be foolishness. Okay. Then if we look at, uh, verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Now, obviously when, when it says unto the Jews, a stumbling block unto the Greeks foolishness, unto the Greeks, Christ being crucified is foolishness. 
Now, that doesn't make Christ being crucified actually foolishness. It means the perception of that thing is foolishness. From the Greek perspective, Christ being crucified is foolishness. That's weakness. That's, that's, that, that doesn't make any sense. Now, go back up to the next verse, or to verse 21. For after that, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Now, is it that preaching in itself is foolishness, or is it that foolish, the preaching can appear to be foolishness? Can it appear to be foolishness? Now, I think most preachers and most pastors, we do everything in our power for it not to appear foolishness, right? You do everything in your power. You're sitting there trying to make sure you can say this word correctly and this word correctly. And you're trying to put, now I'm not saying you should go up there and try to appear foolish, but I think we spend so much of our time for it to be polished and we got a nice template and we say this right and we do this and we do this and we do this and we do this to try to remove the appearance of foolishness from it foolishness, foolishness, right? Like right, even right there, obviously I'm trying to make a point. If I get the word wrong, foolishness, foolishness. Is there any difference? Do, do I stumble over it? Do I, do I pre- get preoccupied with it? Do, do I end up becoming so bothered by a word that then I get distracted? In other words, anything can go wrong in the proclamation of God's word. Anything. You can well, not be able to access your notes or something is missing or you stumble over this or you can't find the passage or you read the wrong verse or you say the name incorrectly or you get tr- caught up on, wait a minute, I think I messed that point up. Anything can go wrong. And then when you just look at the entire thing, here's people supposed to sit there for 45 minutes to 50 minutes or even if it's a church that tries to, to summarize it down to 30 minutes or 20 minutes, it can all appear to be foolishness. It can, it can all appear to be, what's, ha- what, what do you guys do? You go and you sit there and you listen. The, the whole thing can appear to be foolish from a worldly perspective, even from a so-called spiritual perspective. So on one hand, I think we try to, up, we try to remove the feeling of foolishness. Pastors try to, maybe they try to relate to the people. They try to do this. Some may go for the cool hip. Some may try to go with the conservative, but whatever. You're trying to kind of, you're trying to please a certain crowd, right? You're trying to give the crowd what they want and what they want. If they want foolishness, you'll give it to them. If they don't want that, you, you're, you're trying to do something. And I think in some ways, well, what happens when we, when we do that? What happens when we do that? Again, now, if we go back to the text, I'm going to go back to verse 18. I'm going to go back to verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Now, wait a minute. So now we got full. Now, I'm reading these all out of order. You'll notice I'm not reading them in direct order. I'm reading them all out of order because because I don't want to give away too much here. But if you look at verse 18, foolishness is used in verse 18. Foolishness, foolishness. You look down to verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Then in verse 23, to the Greeks, it's foolishness. 
And then if you look at verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. And then if you look at verse 27, but God hath chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. All right. So we have, we have foolish, 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 foolishness. So let's count them. Verse 18, verse 18, foolishness. Verse 20, verse, or verse 20, all right. Uh, I, I missed this one. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God uh, made foolish the wisdom of the world? So we have foolishness in verse 18. We have foolish in verse 20. Verse 21, the foolishness of preaching. Verse 23, uh, the Greeks see uh, Christ crucified as foolishness. Verse 25, uh, by, because of the foolishness of God is wiser. And then verse 27, but God has chosen the foolish things. So that, that concept is used throughout this section. Foolish, foolishness, it's used multiple times. Multiple times. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend some time. I should have done this for a today's focus, but that's okay. I want you to take some time, first and foremost, to focus on the foolishness, the foolishness of preaching. I want you first to try to come up with four to five things that, that could make preaching appear foolish. Like, like just from a purely human, logical, fleshly perspective, what could make preaching appear or seem or to be called foolish or foolishness? I want you to come up with four or five things. Purely from a human perspective, you can give your own opinion, whatever. Just like, hey, here's this thing called preaching. Here's this thing called go to church and listen to someone teach for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour. What about it can appear to be foolish or foolishness? Right? What about it? Right? Come up with four minimum, five maximum. Okay, there you go. Right? About, about that. Your own perception. Then, Number two. So number one, I want you to come up with your own thing that you and your mind can make preaching appear foolish, foolishness. Number two, I want you to go through the text in 1 Corinthians chapter one, starting at verse 18 down to verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter one, verses 18 to 27. Here's what I want you to do. Based on this text, what is the text trying to say when it refers to the foolishness of preaching? What is, what is it? What, what, what is this text? Why is the text saying that there's the foolishness of preaching? Based on this text, what makes preaching foolishness? So number one, what are four or five reasons in your opinion, what, what you think would make preaching foolishness? And then I want you from this text to try to figure out why preaching is called foolishness based off this text. Is it saying that, is it trying to simply say preaching in itself is not foolishness, but it appears foolish for this reason? What, what about it that makes it appear to be foolish or foolishness? All right. So number one, your own reasons. Number two, what is it about the text? 
And then number three, I want you to then look at each reference to the word foolish, foolishness in this section. And I want you to put them all together. And what can you learn about foolish or foolishness from this text? What, what is it trying to say about foolish or foolishness? Not, not in, not like, what is it saying about foolishness as what foolishness is, but what is it trying to say about foolishness in the context here? Now that may help you with the, with the trying to figure out what it's saying about the foolishness of preaching may help you answer all of this other. So number one, what is, what is it about preaching that just you could say is foolish or foolishness? Number, uh, give you four minimum, five maximum. You can use your own opinion. You can ask other people. Just how do you perceive it? All right. I, th I think that's not, not important. All right. Number two, I want you based off this text, based off this text, what do you think? Wh what is it trying to say about the foolishness of preaching? What, why is uh, preaching foolishness? From the perspective of this text alone, forget your ideas, forget it, just from the text. Why, why is it referencing preaching as the foolishness of preaching? What, what is it? What is it trying to say? All right. And then number three, take all of the usage of the word foolish or foolishness in this text. And what is it trying to say about foolishness in this text? T putting them all together. What, what, what is, what is the emphasis here on foolish or foolishness? What is it, what's trying to be said in the text? Now you have 18 to 27, at least to 27. You, you could actually, you know what? Go from 18 to 31. Go from 18 to 31. You're going to need 18 to 31 to try to figure, you may need 18 to 31 to figure out what it's trying to say about the foolishness, foolishness of preaching. And you may need 18 to 31 to figure out what is it trying to say about foolishness in all of these different areas. Get, find each text and look at each verse and then put them all together and go, okay, I think this is what it's trying to say. I want you to do that. I really want you to think about it. Because here in just a little bit, I'm going to get ready and I'm going to drive back and I'm going to be standing once again in a church where I was earlier, where it appeared to be foolishness because I, I didn't have the notes that I needed. So that it did not work perfectly. You can go listen to that sermon. You can go listen to it. It's on John 10, 10. You can go listen to it. It was uploaded today. Now that was foolishness. Now, that's foolishness from my perspective. That's foolishness from the perspective of the listener. But why did, why does God re reference the foolishness of preaching from this text? And then he says a lot here about fools and fool or fool, foolish, foolishness. What, what do you think? What do you think? He's trying to say. Now we're going to return to this in great detail at some point. Because I think it's a discussion we need. Sometimes you kind of stumble into something. You kind of stumble into it and you're like, hey, I think we need to talk about this. I think this is something we need to talk about. So we're, we're going to, I've got an outline, but I, I don't want to give that away right now. I don't want to give that away. I want you to just see, even talking about foolish, foolishness, foolishness, foolishness. Yeah, I'm overemphasizing. You could get a word wrong. You could say the word incorrectly. And then guess what? You know why preaching becomes foolish? You know why preaching becomes foolishness? Because something as simple as saying something incorrect becomes the focus and not the actual word of God. Do you realize 
how many times an entire sermon can be forgotten or lost from ever producing any true benefit because a speaker does something incorrect and everyone focuses on the mess up or the hiccup or the illustration or whatever the case may be. Do you know how easy it is in preaching? Even if you don't mispronounce anything and everything you say is correct, you give, a, you give an illustration and everyone focuses on the illustration and misses the entire sermon. To me, that makes preaching foolishness because what there's got to be a better medium to communicate God's word than the foolishness of preaching. But God chose the foolishness of preaching. Why? So I want you to consider what you think foolishness, why the ways uh, preaching could be considered foolishness. I want you to consider what this text, why it's utilizing that. And from the text alone, what makes preaching foolish from, from the text perspective? And then take all of the things it says about foolish foolishness and put them together. And well, what, what, what can you learn from all of that put together? We, we, we need to do some work on it. And I think it's important. I'll stop there for now. Hopefully, that gives you something to think about and work on. Gives me much to think about and work on because I'm always trying to communicate with people. You know how many times? It's pure foolishness. It's full foolishness. It's foolish from a purely human perspective. Oh, I've got questions, but I won't I won't go into them right now. So thank you so much for listening. Now, before we wrap it up, a couple of things. First of all, to I I was really I did not know how the month of March was going to go. All right. So what do I mean by this? Well, we all know starting in the end of 2023, there was a lot of discussion about the future of this podcast people support it? What do we do? How's What's the future? There's lots of questions still are unanswered. And some people stepped up uh, at the end of the year and some people stepped up in February. And I was like, I was very happy going, okay, all right, this is going to be good. This is going to help us out. This is going to be great. But my concern was, well, what is it going to look like once we go to a new month? What are we going to, you know, do I have to sit there and try to remind people again, hey, this podcast can go away. What do I do? What do I do? Well, I, it's been a, a pretty decent day. Uh, because um, I think we've gotten three, I've gotten three notifications from PayPal uh, that that um, people have given money. So we, I think, about dollars. I think eighty or ninety dollars. I think today, and that's a good sign. That's a very positive sign moving forward. Uh, now, long term, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But I was really worried because it kind of got quiet at the end of February. And then I'm like, okay, now we're at the beginning of March. And I'm like, okay, by March the 30th, who knows? So I, I'm for those who gave, thank you so very much. Um, again, whether it's $5, $10 or $20, whatever, it is. It, all I can do is I look right now we're, you talk about the foolishness of preaching. It's the foolishness of trying to figure out the future. And I hate the fact that, you know, well, money has somewhat is somewhat involved. So 
Thank you so very much. We're still trying to figure it all out. What we're, we're hoping if there's a lot of big questions and if some of those big questions are answered, if some of those big questions are answered and if we can maintain somewhat close to, to the support that it, it appears that we're on or at least going in the direction to get for the month of March and we can maintain that, then I think the podcast has, has got a pretty good, long, healthy future. Um, some, some of you noticed that on all the podcasting apps, there are commercials. I don't want that. That, that, was a, that was like just, I was looking for every possible solution. Now, the roundabout way is that's not a very long-term solution because 5,000 downloads and streams, 5,000 downloads and streams equals about, I don't know, $4, I think. It's about $4. So I've got to get about 5,000 downloads and streams to make about $4. Now, we could, we could do good if I, if I close down Church One and Sermons 2.0, close it down, and then believing that all of the thousands of people who listen to us on these platforms would go find us on the other podcasting apps. I don't know if they would. If they did, I mean, uh, last month we had almost 6,000 downloads and streams just on Church One and Sermons 2.0. You take those 6,000, add them to the other, well, okay, then we're, we're, on, we're, we're, we're going in the good direction. But there's no guarantee that that's the way that would play out. So right now we have the ads there. But if everything works out where the money's coming in, people are giving to support and some of the other bigger solutions get worked out, then I definitely will get rid of the ads as soon as possible. That was a contingency. That was more of a, of a well, what will happen? What could happen? How, what, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? Well, the fact that you're putting your content on platforms where there are no ads and your content is on platforms where there are, a lot of people are going to leave the content, the platforms where there's commercials and are going to listen where there are no commercials. Some people will hear the commercials and then not support you. So, so then for whatever, I mean, for whatever money... (laughs) For whatever money they gave, if they no longer give, you're not, you're probably going to have a hard time making it up with commercials. I think right now, since we started the commercials, we've made a whopping $16.57, $16. So, you know, at that rate, you know, I'll, I'll hit $60 in the year 2027, you know. So, okay, maybe that's a little bit of exaggeration. So it's been, it's been good news. It's been good news. Um, we will see. We will see. I'm just appreciative to those who give. You don't want anyone to give in any way, shape, or form that would be sacrificial or hurt them in any way, shape, or form. But if everyone gives just, I've said it so many times. If you take all the thousands and thousands of people who listen and stream us every month, if everyone gave $1, I would never have to mention money ever again in any way, shape, or form. Ever, never again, never again, never, never. There would never, there never need to be any ads. In fact, we could add more platforms that we go live on. In fact, we could, we could go back to offering up digital curriculum. We could go back to giving book giveaways. We could, we, we could literally do everything. We could do everything. I, I could, I could buy, I could buy more computers. I could, I could buy better microphones. I mean, if everyone, I mean, a thousand, I mean, look, 
we're, we're like, sometimes in one month, we can have 12, 15,000 listening on all of the different platforms put together, right? Well, you, you understand $1 a month? <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I, we, we could be, we could take on missionaries, okay? This podcast could be supporting missionaries at that point. We could be doing, who knows what we could be doing. Okay, we could help someone go to Bible college and seminary if their church is not going to train them. Who knows? We could start a church for that much money. So, uh, but yeah, the problem is you can't uh, you can't always accomplish that. You can't always accomplish that. But that's some good news, and so we will keep you updated and keep you posted on what's going to happen. I'm 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 now I'm a little optimistic today. I was a little worried. I was like, well, yeah, because I think it's I think I think I don't think I think it's going to go silent. And then by the end of March, I'm just going to be like, pull the plug. It's over. It's done. But we're, we're, things are looking up. So now we'll see. It can all turn negatively really, really well. Watch. I'm going to get emails in the next few minutes. Well, just so you know, I'm not supporting you ever again. And I'm like, okay. So, but there you go. Foolishness. 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 Love to get your thoughts on the foolishness of preaching. The foolishness that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 31. What is it there for? Love to get your thoughts. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great afternoon. We'll be broadcasting again. Well, no, we won't be broadcasting live from Victory Baptist Church because we had to cancel the internet to save money. So, yeah. you'll I'll preach it, and then when I get home, it'll be uploaded. So look for it to be uploaded somewhere between 7.40 and 8 o'clock tonight. And it will be on John 10. We're going we're gonna to clean up the mess that I left this morning. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.